You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 318 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about some of our favorite Disney snacks making their way out of the kingdom and into local grocery stores. Disneyland's 65th anniversary merchandise was released, and there was a hatbox ghost pin. Did I get it? Keep listening to find out. Plus, we provide a few of our thoughts on the new Disney Plus release, a pre-opening report from Disneyland. Remember that if you have any thoughts on anything that we talk about, please feel free to join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. You can also leave a comment on the blog post for this episode by going to podcateers.com slash 318. This episode of Podcateers is brought to you in part by the generosity of the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, through their support via Patreon. If you would like more info on becoming part of the FGP Squad, you can find out more by going to podcateers.com FGP. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we would like to send a huge thank you for your continued support and provide a reminder that the next happy hour is happening on Saturday, July 25th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The lobby will open at 6.30 if you just want to hang out while you're waiting. More information plus the call info will be available on Patreon, so make sure to log in to check that out. We look forward to hanging out with you once again. Okay, that's it. Time to do this podcast thing. So here is episode 318 of Podcateers. Start by lowering the fan in my face. <laughs> yeah, we never hear it though, man. Like, it's good. It's quiet, yeah. and you're like an audio editing genius. So, wizard. Yeah, wizard. I like that better, wizard. <laughs> you're a wizard, Hazen. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I, I do my best to redirect all of the additional audio, and that is why sweating happens a lot in this room, because I try to block out as much of the noise as possible. But mm-hmm. as you know, the last couple of weeks have just been fairly unbearable is, mm-hmm. is that window yours that's behind you face west yes it looks like it with the light coming in right now yeah. i'm sure it gets hot in there dude Ooh, <laughs> it does oh, and man. because of how small this area is the heat from the computer and all that other stuff is also Ooh. enclosed in here aside mm-hmm. from the fact that this hot air bag is talking <laughs> <laughs> and so it it's a bad combination, man. <laughs> mm, got it. But that's okay. We're going to go through the fire. We're going to meet up with Hades, and we're going to be like, dude, get away from me. And we're just going to do what we got to do. Why? Because we go from zero to hero. That's, a, that's, right. that's a horrible transition. <laughs> that's I don't even know where that came from. I don't even want to pretend that was good. I think we should just move on. How about that? Let's we roll with it. it. Go with it. Go. <laughs> See, that's why I love you both, because no matter how ridiculous I am, you just roll with it. And that's great for yeah. me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no problem. It has been a tough week, though. Um, tough because I don't know how many of you out there are fans of the show Mythbusters, but 
unfortunately, we lost somebody from that show. Grant Imahara passed away. From what I read, I believe it was from a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, man, Grant was just such a fantastic person. He was so kind. You know, he really involved himself a lot with the cosplaying community and smaller creators. And whenever he would see creators at the different cons, whether it was D23 or Comic-Con or whatever he went to, he was just so kind. He would always stop for pictures. He would offer help to some of these creators as well. And he just became a, a bouncing board for ideas and really, I feel he really displayed what it's what it should be for people to just be kind, you know, because mm-hmm. regardless of who you were and, you know, whether or not you had that huge fame that most people are always seeking, if he just thought you did something cool or he liked what you created, like he didn't care. Like he, everyone was on the same level to him at that point, you know, like you were Mm -hmm. all creative people. You were all out doing something artistic and you were following your passion, you know? And, uh, it, it was a really sad loss for, I guess what you would call the geek and nerd community, but yeah. Ah, man. Yeah. He created one of his recent projects was that, uh, the child from the Mm -hmm. Mandalorian, which was an insane replica of the, the model and puppet that they used in the actual show. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge fan of that stuff as well. I mean, he's, he got Mm -hmm. his start, uh, over at industrial light and magic. Uh, I think along with Jamie Heineman, so really? yeah, so really early oh, on, cool. like he he worked with Lucas, and so he was familiar with all of that. But just his knowledge, and like I said, just how just he was such a kind person, and that's mm-hmm. a really difficult balance to find in a lot of people sometimes, you know, especially when you get to the level of fame that he had accomplished with Mythbusters and then with the White Rabbit Project and then just with everything else that he worked on. You know, I Mm -hmm. saw him in passing a couple of times. I never had the opportunity to actually meet him. I do know a lot of people that did meet him and pretty much everything I said was based on a lot of things and stories that they shared with me. And just Mm -hmm. hearing what an awesome person he is. I know he was one of those people that, like, we, we say this all the time, that it, he's the type of person you want to sit down and have a beer with and just kind of have a conversation <laughs> for a so, few hours right. with, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, our condolences go out to all of his family and friends. Uh, it's it's a tragedy, and, you know, with everything that he's done, you know, his memory will live on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to how to smoothly move out of that, so we're going to hard pivot out. Um because it's always <laughs> difficult to talk about when somebody passes away, but uh, yeah. ice cream. Can we talk about ice cream? Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, I'm a fan of ice cream in general. Uh, there are mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of flavors that I, I get hate for this all the time because I know that there's people that love the combination. My wife is one of those people. But look. Mint and chocolate do not belong together. I'm sorry to tell you that. What? Mint and chocolate do not belong <laughs> together. It is the perfect flavor combination. Whatever, there dude. cannot be a better combination than that. Whatever. It is, it's heaven <laughs> in a cone. Oh, it, my gosh. I can't believe you said it's that. It's totally not, but whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Look, it's I love you favorites. enough that we're just going to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. Okay. But that's fair. here's the deal. 
uh, Mickey ice cream cones, the dipped chocolate ones shaped in the Mickey head, iconic mm-hmm. snacks in the park, right? And the one that's on a stick? The one that's on a stick, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, during the summer, it's a nice little snack in case you don't want to stand in the line for one of the double scoop waffle cone and the sprinkles and maybe some peanuts on top. I mean, that's just me. But ice cream cones or the Mickey ice cream head shaped ice cream bars. That sounded like a lot of words for me to say. (laughs) Those (laughs) bars are available at Costco. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's really great. They are a lot smaller than the actual bars, though. I would oh. say that they are somewhere between a third and half of the size of okay. the original ice cream bars. But you do get about 10 in the box for about 10 bucks. Oh, that's the yeah. price of one in the park. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you eat two of them, you're pretty much eating one ice cream bar and you're still yeah. coming up on top, right? Uh-huh. My yeah. sister-in-law <laughs> recently went to Costco and she brought us a box. Uh, I tried to go the very next day to do some shopping. They were completely sold out. Oh, my gosh. So, people are obviously jonesing for their Disney snack fix. Um, nice. But on the snack front... One of the things that also blew me away was that on Twitter, I had reposted getting these when I found out about these ice cream bars. And listener Ryan commented on my Twitter post saying that Smart and Final has Mm -hmm. a box of 25 churros by Tio Pepe's that taste exactly like the churros they sell at Disneyland. Interesting. So how do you like. how do you prepare them? <laughs> Are they microwave? I'm not exactly sure. You may mm. put them in the oven. Oh, yeah, like on a cookie sheet or something. Yeah. They'll get a little crispy. Mhm. Mm. Cuz I have bought some like that that were like handmade okay. and just pop okay. them back in the oven and they just warm up. They don't they don't get soggy. So there you go. Nice. You know what I there. feel like the, the churros would be good with that I don't think they have in the park? I feel like they'd be good with honey. Ooh. Yeah. Don't you think that sounds good? Maybe. I don't know. It so- <laughs> Maybe. To me, it so- they, they always sounded like they needed a little something. And I, I haven't liked any of the dips that they've had for like special churros or whatever. I always wish they would do like a honey one. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what the complimentary flavor is. Well, I'm just talking straight traditional churro. Straight cinnamon. Just the sugar, regular huh? churro. I feel like dipping that sucker in some honey. Oh, that would be so I good. I could see honey being good. Right? So what we're saying <laughs> So what we're saying is that we have to go buy a box of these. Yep. And then bake some up and make the house hotter than it is just to <laughs> test out this if the churros will taste good with honey theory. I'm in. Yeah. Dude, for I the mean, gram. That's what I'm saying. For I'm in. Gram. I mean, it's for science. <laughs> yeah, that right? too. <laughs> it's for science. We have to do it. So it now the delicious. challenge is going to be trying to find a box of these because we <laughs> right. saw how it went with the Mickey ice cream bars. I'm telling you, I have two Costco's in my area. And my sister-in-law went to one. They went super early in the morning. And uh, they found... The Mickey ice cream bars, I went the next day, probably middle of the day, and they were completely sold out. I called the other Costco that's only five miles away, and they were out as well. So I'm assuming that the more people find out about these snacks, that the harder it's going to be to find them. Mm -hmm. And churros, I mean, 
Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, there is one thing, Gavin, that I yeah. like to dip churros in. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Olvera Street in L.A., La Plaza Olvera? Nope. So Olvera Street is a bunch of little stores and just uh, like a presentation plaza where they have a lot of indigenous performances, a lot of Mexican performances, mariachi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they have a place there that sells churros. And one of the things they have is uh, it's called cajeta. And cajeta <laughs> is kind of like a burnt caramel it's not mm. as sweet as a regular caramel. It's a little darker. It's a little thicker. But man, like a traditional so churro with cajeta, hot damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, that does sound good. <laughs> oh, I damn it. I want some now. I'm a you said that and I was just like, oh, <laughs> yes, know, please. I know. Oh, and then over ice cream. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> if you have like a really good vanilla ice cream, like not just like a standard one, like a really good vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, everyone who's hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're oh hungry. <laughs> Speaking of ice cream, oh, okay, look. Again, <laughs> I love me some ice cream, right? Unless it's mint chocolate chip. Unless it's mint chocolate <laughs> chip, because that's just wrong. Whatever, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this brand before. Uh, I had kind of seen it shopping, but I never really bought it. But have you ever heard of an It's It ice cream sandwich? No. No. Oh, MAGA. Okay. (laughs) First of all, it is two oatmeal cookies. Sold. With a giant slab of vanilla ice cream in the middle. And then the entire thing is dipped into chocolate. So it's got like a hard chocolate shell on top of it. Is it on a stick? No, it's an ice cream sandwich. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is one of the best ice cream sandwiches <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> and I've been to places like Afters and all these other places, right? And mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. are gourmet ice creams. These are things that, you know, they make there on the spot. And this is right. not an advertisement for Afters or any of those other places. But I was at the grocery store and I saw this box of It's It ice cream sandwiches and i thought you know what i feel like having one of those why not they look delicious and now i'm hooked i cannot have enough of them like i i'm telling you oh (laughs) next time i have one i'm gonna post it on instagram how big are they like if i put it in front of my face before eating it it would cover the bottom of my nose and like all of my mouth like dang it's, it's big dude wow yeah. And how and thick is it? It's, uh, I would say it's a good, like an inch and a half maybe. Dang. So do you get chocolate all over your hands? No, dude. I eat it with the wrapper. Oh, no, I don't the eat wrapper. the wrapper. Okay. Let me clarify. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I, know, I, know. I leave it in the wrapper as I'm eating it so that it drips into the wrapper. And mm. then that problem that everybody runs into when you're eating a sandwich happens where the further you get, everything begins to fall out of the back of the sandwich and then the last bite is no cookie and mostly ice cream with a little bit of chocolate on it. And it's delightful. I can't (laughs) tell you how much I'm obsessing over these damn ice cream sandwiches. They sound amazing. I'm telling yeah. you, next time I have one, I'm going to send you guys a picture. I'm going to put it on Instagram. If I, I think I think it originated somewhere in San Francisco. 
but okay. if anybody out there has right. ever had one of these It's It ice cream sandwiches, please leave a comment on the post and let me know how you feel about them. Because maybe you feel about them the way that I feel about mint chocolate chip, and you're like, they're horrendous because they're oatmeal cookies. Who eats oatmeal cookies? I do. I eat oatmeal <laughs> cookies, especially when they have ice cream in the middle and they're dipped in chocolate. Yeah, I, I'm, it sounds perfect. They're fantastic. Nice. I'm obsessed with them. Just a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think we need to move on from the snacks here because I didn't get a chance to tell you guys, but you know how we've been doing the FGP happy hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the last time that we did it, you know, we had a chance to go through the game and we rode all those roller coasters and everything. But remember I mentioned to you that I uh, missed playing the games with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think for this next one that we're going to be doing, I think we're going to have to go digital with the Jackbox games again, just like we did for the first couple of times. I like it. But Mm -hmm. my wife knows that I'm not a big board game guy. This one called me for some reason. And I think that it's something that not only we can play, like we could do like a YouTube video or something where we're all playing, but we can also play on the happy hour calls. It's a game called Disney Geek Out. Have you heard of it? I feel like I have heard about it. Maybe if you describe it, I'll remember. (laughs) Okay. Geek Out is a series of games. I forgot the company that makes it. Again, they're not sponsoring this episode, but uh, they have a series that is just a regular Geek Out, one for the 80s, one for the 90s. They have a Disney edition. They have several versions of this game. And when you're playing, they have a board where there's five points and there's five negative points. The first one to hit five points wins. But the idea is that they read a question. Okay, so this was part of the example. Uh, If I was to ask you, uh, Gavin, how many Pixar characters can you name that either wear purple or are purple? You don't have to give me names. Just how many can you name? Oh, my gosh. Uh... One? One? <laughs> yeah, well, I got one so far. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's as far as I can go is one. No. Nope. Okay. Two. Okay, so two. Yeah. Melissa, can you name three? Ooh. Wait, say the question again. <laughs> can you name a character that wears purple or is purple? Oh, a yeah. Pixar three. character that is yeah. purple. Yeah. Three? Is mm-hmm. is that your limit? Can you do any more? I'm trying to think. If I'm timed, then I would only do three. But if I'm not timed, I could probably do four. Okay. So the idea in the game is basically that. Mm. The question gets cool. pulled, and you're basically challenging one person after another to try to top that number. And once everybody gets to the point where they're like, yeah, I can't name any more then that person has to name all of them. And then it's kind of up for discussion to see if it's actually a valid answer or not. And if everyone agrees, that person gets the point and they advance. If people don't agree, then they don't get the point. And I I think they get a negative point. I don't remember exactly. Uh, Nice. It it looks really fun. It may not sound like it the way that I'm describing it, but uh, (laughs) I, I, I was listening to it. I saw a game online and I thought, man, this would be really fun to play online with everybody. I can set up a camera like overhead on the board so that when we're on the call, like I split my screen so that the board is on one side and then I'm mm-hmm. reading the, the questions on the other side. 
and I've been trying to like redesign how the call would look like with doing an overhead camera for this game. Uh, I'm pretty psyched about it. Again, the next one that's going to happen for July, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have the game yet by the time that we do that one because I just got like the slowest shipping because it was the cheapest one. Sure. But for the August uh, version of the happy hour call, I will have the game and we can totally play it for that one. So like in it. one month, we got one month to like really study everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, it's so fun. I'm almost... I'm considering getting the other versions of this game that are non-Disney, just like 80s and 90s, because some of it is just nostalgic and it's just fun, right? Like I said, it's yeah. not limited to like the happy hour calls. We could just play this amongst ourselves and our friends and just put up a YouTube video. The cool thing about it is that so far, the videos that I've watched take about half an hour when about six to eight people are playing okay oh really from what i've seen it primarily depends on how fast people can come up with that answer and if you don't have a timer saying like okay you have 30 seconds to decide how many of this you can list right like i think one of the questions is how many disney horses can you name it doesn't matter what franchise or anything just how many disney horses can you name and in one of them, I think it took the person like three minutes to figure out how many they could say. I'm like, there's no way we're going to sit there for three minutes and let somebody think about this. Like, we're probably mm -hmm. going to have a 30-second <laughs> timer. And in 30 seconds, if you say four, okay, then it's up to the next person to either top that or that person has to list their four. You know what I mean? Cool. This is definitely one of those party games that you have to play in person. But... I'm almost positive we can tweak it just from watching a couple of these videos mm -hmm. that we can tweak it for online play and it's ju it's going to be just as fun especially setting up the overhead camera for the game board so yeah. I'm excited uh, once I get the game uh, I'll put up a post on Patreon and let you guys know when the August one is happening in the meantime the next uh, FGP happy hour call is going to be happening on July 25th 2020 and it's going to be happening at 7 p.m pacific standard time so 7 p.m california time uh we've tried to jump around with the times to see if it works for people on the east coast people on the west coast and we're trying to find a happy middle ground and the more that we do this to try to get as many people on board as possible especially if we're going to be doing more of these games in the future but you're going to see the announcement on patreon fgp squad make sure that you log in the call information and everything will be there uh, on friday just like it was before uh, and if you're interested in becoming part of the fgp squad so you can be a part of these happy hours you can head over to podcateers.com fgp for more information on that page, you'll find exactly what the FGP squad is and what they're all about. Uh, just to give you a quick description, uh, there are a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And again, if you head over to podcasters.com slash FGP, you'll find a little more information about that. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And we're looking forward to the next happy hour call. Okay, uh, so there was, uh, oh, man, there's so many things I wanted to talk about this week. And I don't even know if we can get through half of them. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm look, dude. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of it is just absurd, 
and mm-hmm. a lot of it mm-hmm. is just like follow up from the last couple of episodes uh, on Twitter. I on Twitter? No, on Instagram. I got a message uh, from Punk underscore underscore Poser. Uh, she mentioned that on HBO Max they have some of the Miyazaki films. Ooh. So if you have HBO Max and you are interested in watching some of those films, head over to their, I guess, search for it. And uh, I, I don't know exactly which films they have available. I don't have HBO Max. We had HBO a long time ago, mm-hmm. and we never saw anything on it. <laughs> 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 and uh, I think at one point my brother got it because mm, he's a sure. huge Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I know yeah. that may rub people the wrong way, but I could care less about it. Yeah, but. I'm in the same boat, dude. <laughs> uh, so anyway, if you have HBO Max, uh, head over to their app and check out some of the Miyazaki films if you were wondering where you could watch some of those. So Disneyland celebrated mm-hmm. its uh, 65th anniversary this week. So it did. Yeah, Indeed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as you know, like they do for every anniversary, they have merchandise that's available. It's uh, exclusive online. Sometimes it's exclusive in the parks. And because we couldn't be in the parks this year, it was limited to what you could get at World of Disney. And they did do some special releases online. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't know how it was going to function until a few days before. There was a couple of articles, and Disney announced that it was going to be a virtual queue system. Very similar to how they did the virtual queue for D23. You know, you went there at a certain time, and then you you were given a number, and eventually your screen would refresh, and you'd be able to get whatever you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't quite work out like that for me. I had an alarm set for myself because all of this was supposed to go on sale at 10 a.m. And mind you, I actually start working at 9 a.m.-ish, okay? And so uh, I started work that morning, and I knew that I I had this thing to do at 10, and I told my boss, hey, just so you know, I'm going to need to take 10 or 15 minutes to kind of get this rolling, And because I knew it was kind of going to be like D23, I figured I can go set myself up for this and then just continue working, right? Because I'm I'm going to see the screen. It's just going to be happening, but I didn't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. So I let them know everything was good to go. And 10 minutes before 10, I'm told I have a meeting at 10. And I'm thinking, oh, is it okay if I just show up a couple minutes late? I want to... I want to get this thing done that I told you I was going to work on. I said, it, it'll just take like a couple minutes. It'll, you know. Well, we need you to present something. I was like, um, can I be late a couple of minutes? Because like, I, I, I got this, this thing. This <laughs> and how do you tell them like, yeah, cool. You know, I, I got this hat box ghost pin thing that I need in my life. Right. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's fine. It, all right. It is what it is. And I tried to figure out a ways that I could just quickly jump on the website and everything. And um, But that phone call t- took a little bit longer than I wanted it to. And before I knew it, it was 10 o'clock and we're jumping on this call. And because I'm talking the entire time, people are asking me questions and I'm answering questions. I couldn't just be like, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> All right. Waiting for Hatbox Ghost Pin back to work. What's going on, guys? <laughs> you know, I 
<laughs> so I had, you know, I had to be present in the meeting. So I missed the 10 a.m. startup for this thing. Mm-hmm. One o'clock rolls around and I'm finally able to jump into the queue. By the time that I jumped <laughs> into the queue, you know, I had a, a, a pretty close number to what was currently being attended to. I was 46,386. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So the line <laughs> went from Disneyland to the moon. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. Yeah. So so it was kind of clever the way that they set this up, right? You ha- They had the virtual queue page where you had the number and they had updates and it clearly told you, just like the one for D23, do not refresh your page because if you do, you're going to lose your spot in line. As the page refreshed, they also had a message at the bottom that said, we have plenty of commemorative pin coins. We have plenty of this. This is currently out of stock now, or this is now out. And they would constantly tell you what was available and what wasn't available underneath the number that you were standing in line. Okay. And so the entire time, I just kept looking at the hatbox ghost pin because that's really what i wanted i didn't want the mm-hmm. lounge fly backpack i didn't want anything else like i didn't mm-hmm. I, maybe the coin the coin was nice but they were a couple hundred bucks but the hatbox ghost pin like i wanted that one probably four hours later um no scratch that here i took a screenshot i could tell you exactly what time it was uh, my last status update, it says 7.48 p.m. and 40 seconds, and I was still 43,791 in line. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it okay. doesn't seem like they moved very many. <laughs> oh. Well, the thing that bothered me was that some of these things had a pretty high limit of how many you could purchase. For instance, the 65th anniversary logo pin had a 10-pin limit for people to purchase. Mm-hmm. The Hatbox Ghost Pen had two. And a, a lot of other things had these really high limits. The ears, I think, also had like a really high limit of, of 10. So obviously there was people buying them out, and they had their 74 virtual bags of stuff they were going to post on eBay because mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't even sold out on the website when, I kid you not, there was already some on sale on eBay for $299. Yep, I believe that. Mm-hmm. $299. And so I thought to myself, you know what? If I got it for maybe double the price or something, maybe I would buy it for myself. Maybe. Maybe. But the idea was to get a couple. One for myself and one that we could auction off for Team Boat Willie in a couple of months when we do our next charity event. Just like we have in the past, right? With these limited edition mm-hmm. releases. I got nothing. Okay? I got nothing. In my brain, I've been trying to justify it. And the only thing that I came up with was, well, it says 1955 to 2020, 65 years, and the Hatbox Ghost is on it. But the Hatbox Ghost wasn't there in 1955. Right. So it's kind of a strange thing to have on the pin. But nonetheless, it's a damn Hatbox Ghost. (laughs) So I want the pin. (laughs) So that rationale did not help me. I was still jonesing for the <laughs> pin, uh, but unfortunately, I'm not going to go and spend, you know, 100 plus dollars for it. And just to give you some perspective about where I was in line, I left the browser running. You know, I kept working after, you know, went, had dinner, came back, took that screenshot. And then 
worked on a couple of videos that I've been doing for work. And then I went to I was getting ready to go to bed just after one o'clock in the morning. And I have another screenshot that says 122 and 19 seconds in the morning. I am still 13,851 in line. That's okay. crazy. Wow. <laughs> so then I go to bed and I think to myself, all right, I'm going to let this go. I'm not going to close this. I want to see what's going to happen in the morning. Maybe it was just the fact that I just kept thinking about the pin or I don't know. Sometimes when I have a lot of work, like I don't know about you, but sometimes I need to decompress a little bit and I can't just like go to bed even if I'm tired and just immediately go to sleep. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. toss and churn sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was one of those times. Uh, about an hour later, I got up to go get some water and stuff and, you know, just walk around a little bit, just decompress a little bit. And I got curious. I, lo- I looked at my phone again and I see 2.19 a.m. I'm 8,751 in line. And here's the weird thing, okay? I look <laughs> down and it tells you, like, here's what's available. Everything was out and I was still 8,700 in line. wow i mean you can stand in line for the novelty of it i guess that's true but if there's no churros at the cart why are you still standing there (laughs) i don't know you know (laughs) i mean i'm a little mystified by a lot more than just that though so was this all just one day only merchandise like was it only available on that day it was all exclusive for the release or for the anniversary of the park And most of the releases that they do are usually they're not available only that day. It's while supplies last, basically. Right. But I mean, it seems like on on all the major anniversaries when they create special anniversary merchandise, it's available for like the whole year. Like there might be some things that are really popular that sell out and it takes them a while to restock. But I don't know. I just I don't understand the overwhelming demand to get all this the second it came out. Well, some of it actually had um, like a limited press release. For mm-hmm. instance, the Hatbox Ghost Pin, what, they only made 3,000 of them. Oh, uh, okay. So it was limited to those. Uh, I think the coins also so were then a limited wha- release. Okay, if that's what you're after, I'm, this is just a, an honest question. If you know that they only made 3,000 and you queue up and you're 40,000 people behind the person being helped... Like, why do you even stay in the queue? Like, you're not getting that pin. Or are you? You're not. I mean, look, you never know. (laughs) You never look. I know where you're coming from. (laughs) Because most of the people in that queue, I believe, were there to get what they could get. They're just grabbing. Right. They're not specifically shopping like you are. They're just grabbing. It's a mass grab. Oh, I believe you. if, If that was the least popular item on the board, you're still not getting it. Because whatever's left, people are just going to grab up. It's a, it's kind of a gross thing. Like I'm kind of like really turned off by it. It is. It's it's such a, we've talked about it before and how these things just the magic of if there was any magic in this Disney merchandise, it's just ruined by all this. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just think it's a gross free for all grab at, I don't know what, like no, yeah. like I don't feel like people were actually getting those things to treasure them and to. Oh no, really they're definitely like... getting them to sell them on eBay, yeah, because there gross. was people. I mean, there was people posting pictures of people walking out of World of Disney with bags and bags full of merchandise. Right. On mm-hmm. top of the fact that half of them weren't even social distancing, and that's a whole <laughs> other story to begin with. 
which right. that made me uncomfortable. But I mean, like you said, look, I understand that. If I'm 40,000 in line, there's like a 127% chance that I'm not getting what I want, right? <laughs> but the serial optimist in me says, damn it, Hazen, stay in line. You never know who's going to be like, you know what? I'll only take one instead of two. And maybe two people say the same thing. And 43,000 people later, I get there. I'm like, wow, they left one for me. I, wow, thank you, humanity. But I mean, it, look, even if they everybody in the queue only bought one, you, you, they were gone by the time you were going to get there. But what if the other people in line were like, I'm here for the Loungefly backpack. I'm only here oh. for the hoodie. I'm only here for the coins. And by the time I got there, <laughs> they still had the pin. Do you think there were 40,000 total products available? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no uh, I'm funny. pretty sure that by the first 5,000 to 10,000, they were completely sold out of everything. Yeah. But like I I'm, said, I I want to I choose to be optimistic about these things. I, I get it. And, and that's commendable. I, I appreciate that. I just with when it comes to merchandise, I still see all that stuff as like in the category of a souvenir. So the only time I really buy merchandise, a Disney merchandise at the parks is like if I'm there at an event or if, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just something special is going on or it's like a personal special anniversary for me or something. Um, you know, there's, there's some sort of meaning and an attachment to it that is external to just, you know, okay, it's Disneyland's birthday, but I mean, nobody got to celebrate in the park. And I don't know. I just, I can't imagine wanting anything for this anniversary. It's such a lost Disney year. Like, ugh, I'm over, I'm over 2020. Same. Look, dude, the thing about anniversaries is that, like you said, you celebrate the milestones, right? So I have merchandise from the golden anniversary, which was the 50th. I have merchandise from the 60th anniversary, which was the diamond. Who doesn't want merchandise from the Corona anniversary? Okay. <laughs> you need to have it. So Disinfect it. <laughs> I mean, look, you have to no. have it to celebrate what was going on and what wasn't going on in 2020. This is going to be one of those stories that years from now, your kids and your grandkids are going to be like, hey, that 2020, what's up with that year, huh? And you're going to be like, oh, 2020. What a year it wasn't. And there's going to be all these <laughs> stories about it and Disneyland not opening and celebrating what I think is a, a mile, like a major milestone, right? I believe in yeah. the, like the zero and the five years, like 61, 62, 63, 64, whatever. But 60, 65, 70, 75, like those are all huge milestone years, right? So mm -hmm. this is going to be one that is always going to be remembered. Like the fact that the park wasn't opened, everything that was going on. It's just a weird year. Like, and you can't even scrap it from history. Like you can't even say like 2020. No, that didn't exist. It's like the 13th floor on an elevator. Like you just skip it, right? You go 2019, <laughs> 2021. Like that's how we think of 2020. You can't do that, right? So you want something to commemorate the corona anniversary maybe that's why people went out and bought them in hordes or people are jonesing <laughs> so much for disney and merchandise that somebody was like you know what i'm gonna buy 200 of these and then sell them for 400 dollars a piece on ebay because that's me spreading disney magic mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I get the capitalistic uh, tendency towards buying up product. I don't know. I, I, I just I can't imagine wanting any of that stuff personally. <laughs> and I I'm, just can't. I'm sorry I'm getting so worked <laughs> up over this whole thing. No, too, you're but it's good. I just I didn't get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is me venting and me being a baby about the fact that I didn't get my pin, okay? (laughs) So let's move on. (laughs) Uh, So let's move on to this. Here's here's a happy thing, okay? Earlier this week, my sister-in-law brought my boys the child, okay? Little baby Yoda. In his little jacket with a little bull and his little frog. And I've probably had more fun with that toy than my kids have this week. (laughs) I've been doing little photo shoots with him. I've been taking him places. Uh, The other day, I took a picture that I posted on our Instagram account with the new bags that I made to go shopping with that say, um, have you seen those thank you bags that some grocery stores have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say like thank you, thank you, thank you, in like red letters. I made yep. one that's exactly like that, but it says say um, wear a mask, wear a mask, save a life, wear a mask, wear a mask, right? And I took a picture with the little Yoda, and I, I took him with me, was like in the car and stuff, like just sitting there. I was hoping that he would reach over and touch the buttons, but he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I've had so much fun with that thing. I've seen videos of people doing like little dancing videos with him, and I'm thinking like, what can I do with him? And I've been trying to brainstorm, like, how can I use this to my advantage, especially considering that my kids are probably going to forget that they have this thing in a matter of days. Because that's just how (laughs) children work, right? But they haven't. They won't let go of it. (laughs) And I can't play with the toy. (laughs) Man, all your toys are getting taken away this week. Why won't they let me play with the toy? (laughs) For real, I feel like this has just been one of those weeks where uh, I just don't get a chance to play as much as I want to. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, uh, we were testing out the Discord server, which, by the way, is up and running now. I'm so happy about that. We're in the testing phase for the Discord server. Uh, I'm not very familiar with it, like doing live streams and all that stuff. So uh, I've been very thankful that members of the FGP squad have been in there and they've gone through the live stream. So uh, huge thanks, obviously, to you guys and then to Adriana, Albert, Jonathan, who are uh, have been there and have kind of watched me stream and kind of helped me with audio issues and have been telling me what does and doesn't work and everything. So uh, we're going to do a couple more of those. Once I kind of have that down, then I'm going to put the Discord link up in the Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, make sure that you join because that's going to be the next phase of testing so that we get more people in there. And then finally, eventually, we'll make a link available to everyone. But for a while, it's just going to be FGP Squad in the Facebook group. Uh, So again, if you're interested, facebook.com slash podcateers if you're interested in helping us test that out. But uh, I've been having fun. I got to tell you, I was streaming a couple of games and... There's like zero latency. Wow. Like everything that I was doing, it was almost real time on Discord. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy with that. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but with a lot of the live stream stuff that we've been planning and a lot of the things that we want to do, having that zero latency is huge. 
Yeah. And so just cool. getting through some of the limitations, I think, is going to be the most difficult part. Uh, and believe it or not, I even jumped onto Twitch this last week just to see what that's all about and see how I can play on Twitch. You're such a gamer but, now. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I, and the thing is, I'm so horrible at it. <laughs> 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 I'm so bad at it. I, I just, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about that. The point is, it's already, it's coming. Uh, we're doing more testing. So if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out and send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, oh, okay. So I wanted to talk about, and I hope the two of you watched this, because if you didn't, we're going to have to delay doing a full talk about this. But please tell me that you guys watched the pre-opening report from Disneyland on Disney+. Plus. Of course. Kevin, I didn't watch it. Oh man! <laughs> Look, I know you've been super busy with all your cool rebranding and everything this last week, which, by the way, looks super awesome. Congrats! Yeah. On that. Thank you. The the show was, I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of this footage before. I've seen a lot of the photos before, but I had never seen this particular broadcast. And this broadcast was the basically the wonderful world of Disney the weekend before Disneyland opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just so excited. There was some stuff in there that I had not seen before. There was just some a couple things that blew my mind. Like one, the building of the Mark Twain, right? The fact mm -hmm. that it was like in all these segments in different places, it was essentially built to be modular. They could break it apart and reconstruct it wherever they wanted. Like, that's how it was built, mm -hmm. okay, just for storage and movement purposes. I knew that there was a lot of efforts about how and where they were making a lot of the attraction pieces. But, man, it was all through Southern California. Yeah. They were in Costa Mesa. They were in Newport. They were in San Pedro. They were in Burbank. They were, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was people hmm. like carving horses for the carousel in one spot. They were building the ships in another. They were building like stuff for the jungle cruise in another like place. And it's insane. Like I didn't know that they were that spread out yeah. for the making of all of these pieces for the park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then not just that, the footage is super clear. Yes. That's the part where I was just oh. drooling because one, I haven't seen a lot of the footage. So to see this was like, oh, this is just beautiful. So it, it's a treat. It's totally a treat watching this. Hmm. And yeah. your mind's going to blow when you see like what you're just talking about, what Hazen's talking about, the Mark Twain. Like, mm -hmm. what? Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you have to watch this so we can talk about it. Like as I was watching this one, I kept thinking to myself, man, I wish Disney Plus had a watch party function. Ooh. Because I know that Netflix and I know that Amazon Prime have watch party function where you can sign in as a group and then you all kind of watch together and you can chat about it and there's like a chat going and stuff. But I know that a lot of our listeners and a lot of the FGP squad have Disney Plus. And I'm just thinking we're just going to hop on a Zoom call and we're just going to have our own watch party for stuff like this. Hmm. Because we can all play it at the same time. We already have a chat in these things. Yeah. That mm -hmm. way we can all talk about it and we can comment on these things as they're going on. So that's that. it's officially out there. We're going to do this at some point because <laughs> yeah. there's just so much good stuff to watch. We could even do it with movies. We could just do it with our own commentary. 
<laughs> right? I know a lot of other podcasts do that now with movies, and a lot of them also do it with Netflix and like Amazon because they have that party function. Mm-hmm. But we have Zoom, so I don't care. Like we could we yeah. could do it kind of on that scale as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, so yeah, dude, you gotta watch it, Melissa. How did you feel about them still showing or? having zippity doodah and stuff in the show uh to be honest i cringed i cringed did you i did a little bit um what did they have like clips from song of the south no it just felt a little weird to hear the song play after what's been happening and what's going forward per se mm-hmm. so i was kind of surprised but i did put in my head i did think about this this is in the past and and it has been acknowledged so once I was in that headset, I was like, okay, I got it. So it was a little hard for me to see it. But then I thought about, okay, this has happened. This is cool. Let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. So here's what happened, Gavin. Uh, during the show, they were talking about the construction of the park, right? And at one point, they say something like, uh, and as we were getting closer to the opening of the park, some of our animated friends gave us a little push and so they had the seven dwarves singing their song in the background as everybody they sped up the video to make it look like they were working really fast Mm -hmm. they had the mice from cinderella also sing a little piece and there was like all these pieces of music from disney films that were modified a little bit or were straight from the film itself going to this sped up footage that made it look like they were just working really fast right Mm -hmm. but at one point they said something i forgot what led into the song but it said something along the lines of or as good old uncle remus says zippity doodah and they went into the song Mm -hmm. and it's funny because i thought about this when everything started happening right i thought how am i going to react the next time i hear zippity doodah because in general I've always associated it with something happy. And like the Mm -hmm. majority of people that hear that song think about it as this happy tune from Splash Mountain. And most of them, we've talked about this, don't even know where it comes from or anything, right? Right. Right. And I thought to myself, like, how am I going to react knowing the things that I know, learning the things that I've learned? Am I still going to feel the same way about this film? Or am am I, not the film, am I still going to feel the same way about this song that I felt before? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm in this weird phase right now where I feel that completely ignoring the song is going to be insensitive because we have to acknowledge where we've been in order to acknowledge where we're going. Right. Sure. You know, and completely erasing that isn't going to help. But being able to talk about it and say, hey, this is where it came from. This is why it's this. This is why it's that is what you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's that explanation that goes along with it. Right. But in the sense that they were putting it in the show. It, it, like Mel said, it was a little weird because knowing what we know now, they were just trying to show it off as this like happy piece of music that was leading them through the construction of Disneyland. And at the same time, you're like, they left this in there? Wow. Good for them for acknowledging and leaving it in there because it is part of Disney history. Mm-hmm. But how else are you going to edit this? Like, you can't. Yeah change history in that way right if it's recorded if it's written like you can't change that right you can overdub it you can 
cut it out but i i just i i didn't know exactly how to feel about it yeah <laughs> it was a really it's strange, strange segment i am <laughs> very interested in seeing this now um not not just because of this but because of all the way that you guys have described it uh it sounds like they they did a really good job restoring it because you said the film looks crisp and clear and i know a lot of that disneyland television show footage seems really dated now um Mm -hmm. so i'm interested in seeing that for sure i think i may have actually seen this before though um because i i feel like it was a part of one of those um it's a tin silver tin set yeah it's a tin set thing yeah and and my friend had the the one that had all the disneyland television stuff on it and we watched the whole thing together so i'm pretty sure i've seen it but I don't know if it's um, as like newly, cleanly remastered as that was, um, or this new one is, I should say. Um, and it's been long enough that I've probably forgotten most everything about it. So I'll definitely have to give it a watch, and we can have maybe a fuller discussion about it. Yeah, it it is a lot cleaner than the DVD one. That's where I was trying to remember where I've seen it because, like I said, I I felt like I had seen this mm-hmm. before somewhere and I didn't remember where. And as you were talking about it, yes, yeah. it's in the tin sets because I own that entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where I saw most of this footage. But there was some stuff in there that I didn't remember seeing before. Yeah. Uh, but there there was a couple things where I think they were molding the rhinos for the jungle cruise and they were using like injection molding and all i could think was like man that's like a larger scale of when i was a kid going to the zoo and standing (laughs) in one of those machines where they injected the red plastic to make me an elephant or (laughs) something that's Mm -hmm. so rad i love it (laughs) so yeah it's a super cool presentation um aside from this part of the broadcast uh walt was talking about mickey and you know, one of the things I find so fascinating about how Walt tells the story of Mickey is that he never refers to Mickey as this thing that I created. You know, for the most part, Walt talks about Mickey like Mickey's another person to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, yeah, when I first met Mickey, he was this and this, and this is how he acted, and this is how he looked. But now Mickey looks like this, and this is how he acts, and this is how we do this. I'm like, wow like he the way that he tells that story is so engaging i love it i love that childhood nature in how he does that yeah for sure i mean that's that's uh essentially what made all of it possible is that that little inner child never went away with walt right i mean only only a person who's actively engaging his inner child can dream up disneyland very true very true Ah, oh, man, it's a good story, man. Like I said, there's a couple of uncomfortable moments that I think, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been doing my best to learn as much as possible with everything that's been going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing my best to continue pointing people in directions where, you know, I feel would be helpful. Yep. Like in, in a lot of ways, I'm just glad that a lot of that is coming to light so that it could be addressed and it could be fixed you know and the thing that's different this time is that i think there's so many more people talking about those issues that we're hoping that it doesn't get swept under the rug like it has before yeah you know so yep yeah uh anyway i don't know about you but i'm exhausted from being so high strung today <laughs> <laughs> like 
I just the the pin situation. The more I thought about it, and as I was talking about it, now it just got me all tuckered out. <laughs> so it's nap time for me. Go eat an ice cream bar. I was gonna say maybe, maybe I should do. <laughs> Man, you know, next time I go grocery shopping, I'm gonna call the different Smart and Finals in the area and see if any of them have those churros. And, oh, and speaking of food, I didn't even mention this earlier. Disneyland released the recipe for the fried pickles from Carnation Cafe. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I am all freaking about <laughs> that too. The only <laughs> modification is that I'll probably use some of those spicy pickles that you can get mm-hmm. to make my version. But oh man, like I love those fried pickles Heck from yeah. Carnation Cafe. Heck yeah. So that's another thing on my list of things that I need to try this week. I like so. it. Anyway. Nap time, guys. I'm done. I'm sorry. I apologize for being so high strung today. (laughs) That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Made you look. Look.